Everyone has a story, a unique story to tell and share if they should choose to do so. That was kind of tricky for me. Welcome, friend. Doubter by nature and a believer by grace. Her memoir, Sealed, An Unexpected Journey into the Heart of Grace, chronicles how a devout, over-anxious Mormon girl from Utah encountered a God overflowing with grace. Katie Langston is seminary educated and a candidate for ordination in the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. She also works as the Director of Digital Strategy for Lutheran Seminary's Innovation Team. She is a wife and a mother of two children. She also wanted me to mention a mother of a fur baby. Friends, please welcome Katie Langston to Life and Faith Chats. Katie, welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Joy. Thanks for having me. Katie, I've listened to some of your book. I'm looking forward to you sharing more and asking you some questions. Let's get started, please. It's beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah, the, the book is called Sealed, An Unexpected Journey into the Heart of Grace. Um, and it's a, it's a spiritual memoir, a theological memoir. So it's telling my kind of life story um, about how I grew up as a pretty... Oh, a pretty stressed out Mormon <laughs> in Utah um, and uh, experienced a lot of uh, anxiety and um, and and sort of just a sense of not knowing whether or not um, God's love and grace were for me. Uh, and then how I encountered uh, a loving and gracious God in in Jesus Christ uh, at a time when I least expected it. and how that turned my world around and, um, you know, how, uh, how that changed my life. And, uh, the book is, um, you know, it's, it's, a something of a meditation on faith, on grace, on family, healing, reconciliation, and belonging. Uh, and, um, it's just, yeah, it's fun to be able to, to talk with you about it today. The title of your book sealed an unexpected journey into the heart of grace really captivated my attention. Kindly share with us what it was like growing up as a Mormon. This might be with Mormonism. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a sect that emerged in like the early to mid 19th century. So in the 18, I think it was formed in the 1830s. Um, and, uh, the founding prophet of Mormonism was a man named Joseph Smith, who claimed he had received, um, additional revelation and some additional scriptures, uh, beyond the Bible, um, and formed a church and, you know, began proselytizing that, uh, many people converted and eventually um, as a religious minority, the, the Mormon people were kind of persecuted uh, various places um, in the United States and ended up ultimately uh, after Joseph Smith was um, assassinated 
ended up leaving the United States entirely and settling in Utah, which was not a state at the time. It was actually in uh, Mexican territory uh, in 1860, I think it was. Uh, and it became a kind of uh, Utah then be, became a stronghold for 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 Mormons. So a, a lot of times when I tell people I'm from Utah, their immediate first question is, oh, so are you Mormon? <laughs> so that's often what people know about, you know, about Utah is that Mormons live there. Um, and my parents uh, were converts to Mormonism. Uh, they were not raised Mormon. My dad was raised uh, Methodist and my mom was raised Catholic, kind of, you know, inactive Catholic. Um, and they both converted to Mormonism in when they were teenagers in New Jersey. And they met uh, there. And then when they became when it became time for college and stuff, they went west from New Jersey to Utah uh, for school. And there they got married and um, had me and I have uh four additional siblings. So we had five kids in my family and they decided to raise us in Utah. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's, that's where I grew up and that's how, how the family got out there. Um, besides the kind of additional scripture thing, like you probably, like the reason Mormons are called Mormons is because of the book of Mormon, which is that sort of a, is a, an additional work of scripture that they believe is, um, was revealed to Joseph Smith. Um, they also have um, pretty uh, kind of what what I might call kind of works centric ideas about God. Like in Mormonism, um, you are you you have to be worthy of the salvation of God, and so you have to appropriately complete like there's a checklist of things that you have to like do <laughs> in order to be worthy of God's um, approval and in order to fully participate in the Mormon community. Um, and so I grew up uh, feeling pretty anxious a lot that I wasn't worthy uh, of God's love, that I wasn't worthy to be a member of the community um, and, and spent a lot of time as a, even as a child uh, and then into my, you know, teen, teen years and young adulthood in particular, just feeling constantly worried that somehow I would do something that would separate me from God and that God would reject me. Wow, that's painful to hear. Friends, I need to jump in here and let you know that this video is very heavily edited. Katie Langston is a very gracious woman. Katie shared a lot of deep theological truths in a very measured way in order to respect who she is and respect her family who are still Mormons. Did she tell me to say this? No. I had to edit my parts because I don't feel like I had the right questions and she had so many gems to share. So you'll see me kind of going in and out. You'll even see me in a different outfit. Please listen as this woman shares from her memoir. There's a lot of things to garner. Please be patient with me as we work through and walk through this journey together. Thank you. Katie, it seems as if 
most religions, just in my thinking, most religions seem to be building a system of works where we're trying to see how we can get to God in our arrogance, I think, or pride. And in Christianity, the heart of it, God through Jesus is reaching to us because he knows that there's no way we can get to him on our own. A number of rituals that they do. Um, and they they do it in a place called the temple, which is a, a different kind of um, ceremony and even a different place than like a regular church. So they do do like regular church on Sundays. And then also throughout the week, they have this other thing that they do called the temple. And that's where salvation happens as you go there and you get um, certain rituals, you participate in certain rituals that are said to be saving. So it's a different building. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, I don't, I mean, if you've ever seen pictures of like downtown Salt Lake city in, in Utah, that has that kind of big kind of castle like building down there. And yeah. And that's the, and that's what, that's a temple. There's like, like a hundred plus around the world, but that's sort of like the, the most well-known one. Um, And it's, yeah, it's totally different from like Sunday church. It's a totally kind of separate thing. And in order, so in order to go into the temple to receive the ordinances or the rituals of salvation, there's um, a checklist, literally a checklist of questions that you have to answer uh, about if you believe all the Mormon things you know, they ask, um, Mormons aren't supposed to drink coffee. So they like ask you if you drink coffee. <laughs> Mormons are not supposed to drink coffee. Yeah. I had to get this. All right, friends, we're checking you all out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's like, yeah, so, so worthiness is like an actual, like you get a little, you literally get a little card called a, a temple recommend that allows you to go into the temple that says, yeah, I'm worthy. And to get that little card, you have to go through these interviews where they ask you like all these questions. Do you believe all the things you're supposed to? Do you pay 10% of your income to the church for tithing? You know, do you abstain from coffee and alcohol? You know, all these kinds of questions. Um, and it just always felt to me like, oh man, you know, I'm gonna, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna mess this up. <laughs> As- as it would feel for all of us. Katie, I've got so many questions. Yeah, yeah. And I just, uh, at what age, what's the earliest age you can get the card? Or when do you have to go through the checklist? To it be- starts at about 12. Okay. So mm-hmm. up until 12, you can get in and out of the temple. Until 12, you can't go in. So the the earliest you can go is at the age of 12. Um and and before that, you just don't go to the temple um, and you do certain rituals when you're that young. And then a little bit later, and you need to be at least like 18, 19, 20, then they do some additional ones uh, as well. Okay. You all have magnificent buildings. So yeah. 
not that I've been in any because I, I won't be able to get into the temple. Right, right. In Maryland, you all have a yes, an amazing temple in Maryland that I've passed back and forth. And so I'm kind of fixated with this point. You don't go, that's not, that's the temple, right? Mm-hmm. Is that where you all go for Sunday services or I'm just not getting it? You go somewhere else. No, th- I mean, these are, yeah, it's kind of, it, it, Mormonism is a pretty complicated <laughs> tradition with lots of things that don't uh, resonate as much with, you know, with, with more traditional, uh, with traditional Christianity. Um, but um, yeah, so they have um, just regular church buildings and chapels around. And that's where you go on Sunday okay. and a Sunday service, you know, is, is a little boring, but it's pretty normal. <laughs> you know, like they, they sing some hymns and someone gives, shares a talk or a lesson or a testimony. And, um, you know, you, you, you go there for like one or two hours. Um, but then the temple is, is really different from that. And that's in those magnificent buildings and the rituals that are done there, are really super, um, uh, they're very symbolic and they're, they're very, very different from the kind of stuff that you, you know, that if you were to just go into like a Mormon chapel on a Sunday, mm-hmm. you would just have sort of like a regular, if not somewhat boring <laughs> church service, but the temple rituals are really something else entirely. Is that something you feel comfortable talking about? The temple? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm no longer a Mormon. So I, <laughs> I'm happy to, to share some of these things. Yeah. So they have a couple of different, um, they have a couple of, uh, a couple of different rituals that they do. Um, so the one that you can do when you're like 12, when you're young, uh, is called baptism for the dead. Okay. Um, and maybe you've heard of that. They, they sort of base it on first Corinthians 15 when Paul says, you know, why are they, uh, baptized for the dead if the dead do not rise at all. Mm-hmm. And there's that like that little snippet of a scripture, which is pretty confusing. And lots of biblical scholars are like, we don't know exactly what that's about. But the Mormons were like, aha, we can tell you, <laughs> you know, we'll we'll make up a, a thing. <laughs> and so what they started doing was in the temples, you would um, receive what they call proxy baptism. So you get baptized by immersion for and in behalf of someone who's been deceased. Okay. So that, and that's the thing you do when you're like 12. Why, why do you do that? So the idea is that, um, you know, in, in Mormonism, Mormonism is like the one true church and all the, all the other churches are not, (laughs) are not true or like actually Jesus's church. Um, and so you do that to like, essentially make your ancestors Mormon. I see. Okay. And so the baptism gets them. And then that way they don't have to do that checklist with the rituals. Once you do that for them, then they're okay. They're baptized into the Mormon faith. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I mean, they have to be dead to do it. Right. So it's like people who have already passed away. Okay. And you, you, the Mormon go into the temple and receive, and you, you receive the best. So someone baptizes you, but they, instead of saying, you know, Katie Langston, I baptize you in the name of the father and the son, and the Holy spirit. They say, Katie Langston, I baptize you for and in behalf of. Okay. 
such and such person in the name of the Father who is dead. Okay. Is there such and such person who is dead in the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit? And then they baptize you and, and it is a full immersion baptism. Um, and you start this at 12. And you start that at 12. Yeah. So your parents essentially tell you who you're being baptized for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's right. Okay. Okay. This is great. I am holding back so much. You can bring it on. I'm holding back. But I can imagine. The reason why <laughs> you don't know that. The reason why it's so good is because, okay, here's why I'm about to start stepping into the water. Do it. Do it. I, ah, Holy Spirit, give me grace. I see Mormonism as. So, friend, I'm thinking three things. What religious barriers are keeping you from the truth of God's word? Do you have a checklist? Also, counterfeit is always very, very close to the real. How can you find out if something is true? Line it up with the word of God. And one more thing, Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. If it doesn't line up with his word, it's not true. Amazing interview, right? Well, you just listened to part one of a three-part chat. You do want to come back. You want to finish listening to how Katie encountered the grace of God for herself. And I hope this interview sparked something in you to want to open the Bible and find out what God said about his grace and love for you. You need to find that out so that you receive no counterfeit information from anyone. Thank you for joining me. Do come back. Peace.